What's the number one thing that you need to be doing right now in your work with students? We want to talk about that today. We believe we have a clear answer to that question for you in this special edition of The Thought Factory. I'm Jeff Eckert. I'm Jason Brewer. And this is The Thought Factory. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, cultivating students through biblical discipleship and spiritual disciplines using theology, community, and technology. Learn more at neverthesame.org. All right, for some of us where we've been more immersed in this situation, whether it be through lockdown or stay-at-home orders in whatever state, whatever place in the world that you're listening to this. But right now, we're in this situation where for the last few weeks, we've scrambled, we've adapted as ministry leaders. And I will tell you that I'm so encouraged. I heard someone say recently that the church is full of the most creative and innovative people in the world. And I would agree with that. And I want to say to all my friends out there and colleagues in ministry, I salute you and we salute you here in this podcast because we we have seen amazing adaptation to this situation and we're reaching students in new and creative ways and I'm so excited about that and and I'm I'm anticipating and optimistic about what the future is going to hold as we come out of this. But what we want to talk about today, Jason is what we believe the number one thing that we need to be focused on right now. Yeah, obviously when people are working with students and you can no longer gather with them, the focus has shifted, but has it really shifted? We've tried to adapt and become more present digitally, virtual, but what is that number one thing that we need to be focused on? Because the needs are still there for students. and. We may be focusing on what that program looks like, what the content that we're producing, um, how we reach out to them via social media, how we keep them engaged, how do we say, hey, I'm still here, uh, even though we don't have a gathering time each and every week. Um, So what is our number one focus as a a youth minister? So in the timeline of events, what we've done in in the first few weeks, which we needed to do is we've rapidly responded in our reaction to this crisis? How do we do ministry now in this in this uh, temporary situation that we're in? And we're obviously thinking about the future and what that means for the future. But talking about right now, we've adapted, we've responded. We've What I've sensed is we've kind of settled into this new rhythm and new pattern of doing ministry. But here's the question. Now that we've done that, we've done what we needed to do just to just to get through this and figure things out. Here's where we're at. And here's here's what we're saying to you. The number one thing you need to do, I'm going to spell it out for you. L-I-S-T-E-N. That's the number one thing I'm that still, we need to be doing. I'm still, I'm still spelling it out. You're still catching up. Okay. Yeah, L-I-S-T-E-N. Got it. That spells listen. That's right. <laughs> So, you know, like we, we have to stop and hear, and I've said this for a long time to, to ministry leaders that I've had conversations with and some mentoring relationships that I believe our number one job as ministers, and, and listen, when I say minister, some of you are thinking, well, I'm a parent or I'm a volunteer or I'm not a paid staff person necessarily. Listen, 
we know that we're all called to be ministers. But I'm talking about specifically now in the context of working with students, you're a minister. So, so hear me when I say this, that our number one responsibility as ministers is not leading, but rather it's listening. That, that I want to encourage you right now that you need to be leaning in to the voice of the Holy Spirit and hearing what he has to say. Because listening is the, the most important thing that we can be doing right now as leaders. I think it's interesting that uh, our terminology has changed over the years. My father-in-law mentioned to me a few years ago, coming out of a ministry background himself, he's now retired, he said to me, do you remember, Jeff, when back in the day when the pastors, uh, when their place at, at their place of work was called the pastor's study, and then it changed to the pastor's office. And I asked him about that. I said, what, what's that mean? I mean, how do you, why did that happen? And he said, it really went, in my words here, it went from a place of listening to leading. That we began to see ourselves uh, as having the answers in our posture. I think that vocabulary shift of saying it's no longer the pastor's study, but it's the pastor's office. I think it, it, it's, a, it's an innocent thing, but I think it signals a shift in our posture as ministers. And so what we have now, for a lot of us as youth workers, we've grown up into this era where we've, we see ministry as business in a lot of ways. We see it as a place to go and to do work. And I just want to challenge all of us now. This is such an amazing opportunity for Reset to go. Should we change? Should we alter the way that we're doing ministry in terms of like how we're spending our time because I believe hearing from God is so so critical right now in these days you mentioned that the church is full of some of the most creative people because of how they're adapting and, and innovating and all that stuff and my mind goes to as a minister that is not their primary responsibility it would be to listen it would be to minister it we can still be creative, but if we are running to the most creative idea first versus running to God and listening to what he has for us in our ministry and what we should be doing uh, with the students that we are engaging with, that's the wrong route. And so even though we can consider ourselves creative, we can rely on our creativity and we can come up with ideas and, and think this will be really good, but without listening, it, it fails. You know, it's funny, um, just it was, it was a few months ago, it was on a, a youth pastor's forum on a social media platform, and someone posted in there, they said, listen, I don't, I don't mean to, to ask a dumb question, but they said, is curriculum and buying curriculum really a good thing? Shouldn't we be like in the Bible on our own and hearing from God and really and make it a lot more personal as opposed to like just buying this kind of generic set of resources and information. And here's what was interesting, Jason, is that on that thread, man, they just got piled on. The people were like, man, you know, it's ridiculous. You need to listen to the experts and you need to do this and that. And listen, I, we offer our own thing, soul exercises, you know, where, where we want to get students in the Bible. And, and, and there's lots of resources, but I really resonated with that question because I think, um, while curriculum and other things, it does offer lots of other perspectives, and I think we need those. I still believe that that more than anything else, our job is to be a shepherd and to hear the voice of our shepherd 
and to relay that to those that we're leading, especially students. And they, what they need from us more than anything is to know that we've heard from God and we're able to share with them in a unique way um, what God is saying to us for our people that we lead. Even in creative meetings, planning meetings, when you are more intentional in the ideas because you have listened to the direction of God, that makes more sense than going, what's what's the best idea just for to make somebody laugh? You know, it's where are you leading them to, the audience, the the students, the, your congregation, where are you leading them to in that creativity? Is it intentional? Or are you just trying to fill space and going, what would be a good idea to fill this time slot? Um, but have you listened? Have you gotten the direction from God and going, this is, this is the route? And it, it creates barriers to those thoughts because you go, this is where I know we are being led. And that's more intentional than, than just saying, I'm, I'm filling this time with a creative idea. And one time I remember in our youth ministry, we had this just amazing, amazing night of ministry and worship where we all felt like we really met with God. It was so special. And it actually went way beyond the parameters of the time allotted that we were supposed to meet. And I met with a group of students. And Jason, you're involved in some of that back in the day. I was. And we, we came out of that. We met every, I think, if I remember, Tuesday afternoon after school at my house, my wife would make yep. brownies. That was like the highlight for the students. We would sit around and I just would say, all right, guys, what do we need to do? And I remember coming out of that meeting and, and the students felt this responsibility like, wow, we want to steward and manage the, not manage, but like we want to just really respond well to what God did last week. And so we did something that we'd never tried before. And this is just a practical thought as you're thinking about how to listen. But we said, let's just stop for a minute and let's, shut off everything else and let's just listen. And I, and I said, and I've done this many times since it's this idea of listening prayer. I said, grab a piece of paper and pencil and write down, we're just going to be quiet for like two or three minutes and write down whatever thoughts come to your mind. And we prayed and said, God, open our hearts, close it to anything that doesn't need to be there. So if it's a word picture, an idea, a verse, a song, a story, whatever it was, we just allowed it to be just a completely blank slate and we went around and, and students wrote down some things and we put them all up on a board. And then we looked at it and it didn't make any sense. And then we, we said, God, show us. We prayed. And, and it was weird. It was like all of a sudden when we got done praying, we looked at that board again and it all started to fit together and we started to see it. And we ended up doing that many, many times after that. And I've done that in staff meetings and with different groups that I've you know, talk with or led, but this idea of listening prayer, what are we hearing from God? What are we hearing from the Holy Spirit when we're wanting to get together and um, think about where God's leading? I remember that meeting. I remember where I was sitting on your couch. I remember where the whiteboard was. I remember being in your house and and going, this is a, a foreign idea, but yeah, let's just kind of write out our own thoughts. What are we hearing in our mind and in our hearts? And yeah, it didn't make sense when you start laying it out on the whiteboard and, and somebody's thoughts are different than your thoughts. And you're like, this sounds weird, but this is what came to mind. And you just write it out. And then, yeah, it just, it's a really great way to listen and pause your own agenda and your own ideas and go, what is happening inside this group? 
what God is trying to communicate. Yeah, I, I totally remember that meeting. You know, I remember too, as we're sitting here, that Ryan, one of our students, he's now actually on our staff too. He said, uh, hey, this song came to mind. and It was a Copeland song, You Have My Attention. And it wasn't a necessarily, you know, a faith-based message. But we sat and we listened to that song and we prayed. And then when we came out of that song is when it all started to make sense. And that that created a pattern, I think, within our team and our ministry and even myself that continues to this day where, where the first thing I want to do is listen. And I'll be honest, Jason, when this whole corona thing hit, uh, you know, I scrambled to kind of get things, you know, set for our organization and try to figure out and make some of those decisions. But then my second response as quick as I could is like, I just want to stop. I backed away from social media and um, I spent a lot of time where I'm sitting right now as we record this in my own study in my house and just trying to hear from the Lord and hear what he's saying about, you know, things that we're facing in our ministry in my own personal life and our family. And so we want to encourage you to listen. And what comes to mind um, is first Samuel chapter three, Samuel was a young man. He, um, was, was dedicated to God at a young age. So he was literally living then at the temple and Eli, the priest, um, was there with him when Samuel in, in chapter three began to hear the voice of God and respond to it. And Eli helped him hear the voice of God. And what's amazing is in that chapter, chapter three, Samuel goes from a no one to now a nationally known leader and figure. And I think the key there to that transformation in the eyes of others that Samuel went through was listening. That's where it began. He he began this pattern of, of leadership by just listening to what God had to say. And, and this is what I want to say to all of you. Be listening and hearing what God has to say. Go to 1 Samuel 3, read that story and try to pick up where you see um, God doing that and beginning that in Samuel's life. Sounds a lot like my household, just being woken up so many times in the middle of the night. And I'm just, go back to bed, go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in, in this listening idea, there's another angle to it that we want to talk to you about that's really important. And that is this idea of listening to students. You know, um, we've we've kind of all been paused here and it's all this time of kind of a reset. And here's the deal. As we're sitting here, uh, students, um, in my opinion, Jason, they're kind of in maybe one or two extremes. And, and, and just from my perspective, I don't know if there's much middle ground here. We've got some students that this is like extended vacation. You know, some of them are already off for the school year here in Michigan, where we live. Schools are already been called for the year. And uh, when they did that, there were eight other states, but this is like an extended vacation. And so it's a chance to sleep in, to play video games, to watch movies, to stream Netflix and, you know, Disney Plus and all this. So you've got that side. And then you've got the other extreme, which is this side of maybe it's like a living hell right now. You're trapped in this environment that you hate being in and there's maybe abuse or dysfunction Um that no one maybe even knows about. And now you're forced to face that and to live in it every day. And so you've got these two extremes. And I think as youth workers, again, it's our responsibility to be listening and trying to find out what our students are going through. I am reminded of an article that I came across. McDonald's 
response to the crisis versus Burger King's response to the crisis. And McDonald's and Burger King may be far from anybody's minds, but McDonald's response in, when this started developing was to create a marketing thing that was just cute. They separated their arches in response to the social distancing idea. And so they had a you know, re- response of like, this is cute. Hey, remember us. We, even though you can't necessarily gather in our restaurants, like we are still relevant. And Burger King, they responded in a different way. They, they responded by providing ingredients to make your own Whopper at home. Knowing that you can no longer gather and, and buy a, a Whopper, they said, here are all the ingredients that you need to make your own Whopper at home. It struck me of saying Burger King was listening to their customers. They may have paused a little bit and, and responded a little bit in delay, but they listened to their customers and say, what is the need of our customer right now? Versus McDonald's responding and going, hey, this is a cute little thing. What are you going to do? And in my mind, it just goes, what are we doing in our ministry? Are we responding in a cute way? We don't really know if this is what the students need. Or are we listening to the students and saying, this is going to meet your need? It's, a, it's meeting in a different way, meeting your need. Uh, I wouldn't say by making your own Whopper at home is the same thing as going to Burger King and having one there. But what are we doing as ministry leaders saying? I know what the students need, and I'm going to try to meet that need in a, a new, unique way. When you were telling me about that, that article and the posture of those two companies, it really, it really brings up um, you know, the contrast and how we can respond and be ministering during this time of this tumultuous change. And so that's such a great thought, Jason. I'm glad you caught that because that, that really is a powerful way to think about what we need to be doing. So we just want to say again, the number one thing we think you need to be doing right now, in our opinion, is just listening, hearing from God. What is God saying to you personally? Where we, we tend to, to lean, you know, in our culture here in the United States, especially so quickly into doing and creating and acting rather than just being and sitting and abiding and listening. And that's our That's just our encouragement for you today. And we think that it could just be a defining moment for you and your ministry. If you're hearing with God and from God uh, and you're with him, there may be something very unique. And we believe there will be for the people that you lead that you won't be able to find anywhere else, not in a book, in a conversation from any other source, but from God himself. And so we hope that you do that. And we're going through this together we, we've got some other conversations that we're looking forward to having. We're going to be talking about how do we make decisions in this time of crisis. So that's something to, to consider. And then we want to have another conversation about what we call the big question. And uh, that this crisis is forcing all of us to answer. And I think it's at the core and it's fundamental to who we are in our work with students, and we're going to be having that conversation coming up. Jason, it's great to be with you today. I look forward to our next conversation. Likewise. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, whose vision is to see new generations transformed in Christ to further the kingdom of God. 
Learn more at neverthesame.org.